This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 40, and I'm James Eke. Number one, karate begins and ends with courtesy. Two, in karate, there is no first attack. Number three, karate is an aid to justice. Four, control yourself before you attempt to control others. Five, spirit first, technique second. Six, always be ready to release your mind. Number seven, accidents arise from negligence. Eight, do not think that karate training occurs only in the dojo. Nine, it takes an entire lifetime to learn karate. 10. Put your everyday living into karate and you will find the secret. 11. Karate is like boiling water. If you do not heat it constantly, it will cool. 12. Don't think about winning. Think about not losing. 13. Victory depends on your ability to distinguish vulnerable points from invulnerable points. 14. The battle unfolds according to how you move guarded and unguarded. 15. Think of your hands and feet as swords. 16. Whenever you leave home, envision numerous opponents waiting for you. 17. Beginners must master low stances and posture. Natural body positions are for the advanced. 18. Practicing kata is one thing. Engaging in a real fight is another. 19. Do not forget to correctly learn the strengths and weaknesses of power, the stretching and contraction of the body, and the slowness and speed of technique. And 20, devise ways to live the precepts every day. These are the 20 precepts of karate as written by the Shotokan karate founder, Gichin Funakoshi. We've talked about Gichin Funakoshi previously in an earlier podcast, but I think these 20 things are worth taking a look at as well. So think of this as part two, I guess. In many ways, Funakoshi Sensei is the father of karate, or as we call it, karate. At least the karate that we know it of today. Um, He moved from Okinawa to Japan in 1922, and he took his love for karate with him and spread it throughout Japan, and as a result of that, throughout the world. Like I said, we've talked about Funakoshi before, but these 20 principles, they're vital to anybody who studies the martial arts. Just honestly, take that word karate out 
if you do whatever martial it is that you do and put that in there. What he did was take his martial arts inner core concepts and infused what they mean with elements of Bushido or the warrior's way and Zen, at least some elements, so that students could understand what the truth of karate is as far as he was concerned. To give you a direction that he's pointing that you could follow. He could see that without thought and without digging deep, practitioners could simply go through the moves. They just show up, just mimic without really having any understanding, without finding that real magic, the true magic, the superpowers that proper intent and training will develop and how it can change a person. So yeah, you might be thinking, well, I do judo, bud, or I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or I do Krav Maga, or whatever else. But the thing is, all these things, are they're just names. And the reality is the styles matter at the surface level. But if you want to truly dive deep and see what the martial arts is going to bring to your life, you need to open your mind and your heart to the lessons that people who... Um, have gone before and maybe are at it now um, who have some insight have given and then you're going to learn I've said many times that any jiu-jitsu practitioner should read what the founder of Aikido had to say about training and even though the arts are somewhat different there's enough the same that the words and philosophies of a genius They're going to make your art all that much better, regardless if he was talking about exactly what you're doing or something completely different. And it's the same with the words of Funakoshi Sensei. It will make you understand your jiu-jitsu, your aikido, your judo, your kali, your silat, your jikundo, your kickboxing, your boxing, or anything for that matter, way better. And you'll get more out of your training if you follow towards the direction that he was pointing. So let's back up and let's take a look at these again. And we'll break them down. So the first is karate begins and ends with courtesy. Without understanding this, we are all just thugs. We're just fighters. But we bow to show respect, gratitude, compassion, and more. And we need to understand that our training won't get very far without these people, these other people that we share the mats with. Understand who your training comes from. If it means anything to you, show how thankful and grateful you are. When you think this way, the same feelings are going to spread into everything we do in life. Understand that That person, whether it's your training partner or your teacher, is going to help you. Sometimes it's going to be things that maybe you don't want to hear. Maybe they're going to tell you something about your attitude or your technique or whatever. And maybe it's going to rub you the wrong way. But as long as it's coming from a place where they're actually concerned about you, it's a good thing. Man, I can't tell you how many times somebody has corrected me on something 
and made me do a double think about what it is that I'm doing. You know, there's a reason why we say check your attitude at the door. (laughs) The second, in karate, there is no first attack. We understand that with power comes responsibility. We avoid conflict as a martial artist, not seek it out. When we train, it should be the same way. Learn to let go of your ego. Learn to get let go of your baggage. Learn to let go of everything you want to gain or are afraid to lose. Let's face it, it's easy to hurt someone. Train for any amount of time and you learn that lesson. It is actually easy to hurt someone. It's far more difficult to help, far more difficult to understand, and far more difficult to have compassion. There's no first attack. Number three is that karate is an aid to justice. That's a big one to realize when you watch the UFC or similar things and see how the antics of some of these guys makes you really start to wonder what the difference is. Or maybe you are part of a school that, you know, there's lots of people like that. I can tell you, you're probably at the wrong school. Our training should help evolve an individual who is moral and sound who wishes to right what is wrong, someone who cares about those around them, who cares about the underdog, who understands that martial arts training puts into the hands of those who train in it the ability and the responsibility to help others. That's simple. Your job, if you are a teacher of the martial arts, is to build community. It's not to line your pocket. Although that can happen too. It's not to boost your ego. It's not to do a whole lot of things that it does to lots of people. It's to build community. It's to help others. It's an aid to justice. Number four is control yourself before you attempt to control others. The hardest lesson to learn is that All you can ever really do is help yourself. Don't try to change other people. Because you'll be frustrated in finding out that you can't. Instead, make your life into something that inspires others. Learn to let go of your ego. Let go of the need to dominate others. Let go of everything you think you want and need. Learn to breathe. Learn to leave your ego at the door when you train. Understand that when you train, you can make it all about you, or you can instead try to help your partner become better by being the best partner that you can be. That's all you can do. You can't make that person turn their hip when they're kicking. You can't make them block you know, that armbar from getting slapped on. You can point the way, but better, be a better role model. Number five, spirit first, technique second. We need to understand that the thing between our ears needs to be controlled. It will tell us we are too weak, too fat, too old, too small, too young, too out of shape, too sore, too whatever. 
Build in yourself an unconquerable spirit that will keep fighting. If you get knocked down, you get back up. Doesn't matter how many times. From there, with constant maintenance, to building that spirit, work to make your technique perfect. And it's a process that you'll never finish. It's constant. Martial arts is about constant, constant, constant maintenance. No days or weeks or months off. That just proves that you don't understand. Number six, always be ready to release your mind. Your mind is a powerful thing, but you need to learn to let go of everything you think you know, both good and bad. You need to be open-minded. You need to not judge. You need to not worry. You need to make your body respond without thought. And this all takes work, effort, repetition, and time. A long time. Number seven. Accidents arise from negligence. (laughs) Never forget this one, baby. I have found that it is probably one of the most profound things to learn. Accidents arise from negligence. Something happens and it's likely from something that you didn't do or someone didn't do. Everything in this life takes diligence and effort. It takes ownership and responsibility. If you get out of shape, it's your fault. If your relationship falls to pieces... It's likely due to someone not caring in some way. If you get hurt, you likely didn't pay attention. Everything's this way. Think about it. Watch. You'll see. After that, understand that you need to take responsibility and action to succeed. Nothing good comes from nothing or from giving up and giving in. Number eight. Do not think that karate training occurs only in the dojo. (laughs) The truth is, is that true training, it takes place when class is done. What you're doing to make your martial arts training part of your life happens outside the dojo. How How are you living your life? How are you dealing with what comes your way? And do you only act, or do you act like your training only matters when you come to class? <laughs> but everywhere else is a like a bomb's gone off. It's a good question. Number nine. It takes an entire lifetime to learn karate. Let me tell you. There is no ending to this training. You need to understand that. It isn't something that you are going to get to an end of. It won't take three years, 10 years, 40, 50, 60 years. It won't end when you get that belt around your waist. 
This is a path that is about hard work over a long period of time. You're going to have to deal with relearning the art through all the different seasons of your life. Your greatest opponents in this are going to be yourself. With all those ego things. And all you young people won't believe me until it happens. Age. Those are going to be your greatest opponents, yourself and age. And it's going to take an entire lifetime to learn that lesson over and over again. Number 10, put your everyday living into karate and you will find the secret. Your training doesn't happen just on the mats. Your training will only start to make sense when you realize that your every moment is the training. Your jiu-jitsu happens when you talk to your boss, deal with your kids, drive your car. You'll understand the importance of your training in your life when you're on the mats, injecting yourself and all your experience into it. The secret will reveal itself when you fully embrace your training and mesh it with your life. And then the two will walk hand in hand together into the sunset. (laughs) Number 11. Karate is like boiling water. If you do not heat it constantly, it will cool. I love this. Few things are more important to understand than this. You can't go away for three months or six months or years and expect that your training will still be doing all those amazing things that it was (laughs) before you left. Go away and do nothing and you are going to realize that you are almost certainly starting back quite a few steps from where you were, if not right at the beginning, depending on how long you took off. And this can be frustrating. It can be even more frustrating if you take a tourist-like view of training. Because it's like I've said before, nobody likes tourists. You might like being a tourist, (laughs) but nobody likes them. You might like to think they do. You might believe it. But the reality is that tourists come and go and really don't do much. Tourists in the martial arts are just like a small lick of an amazing meal that's laid out in front of you. You don't sit down, tuck in, dig in your hands in the meal, taste all those amazing flavors and everything that makes it as delicious as it is. If you don't heat it constantly, it's going to cool means you have to inject creativity into it. It means you have to have a commitment to it. You have to have a relationship to it. You have to have faith in it. You have to believe in it. You have to want it. And you have to hold on to it. If you have taken time away from training and it is not eating you up, well, you got to ask yourself some serious questions. Number 12. Don't think about winning. Think about not losing. This is kind of my whole secret to jujitsu right there. I might not win, but you're not going to beat me. You have to let go of your ego. 
You don't have to tap anybody out. You don't have to beat anybody. Control yourself. That's the key thing. Learn to defend yourself as number one. Make it so you have this unbreakable shield that nobody can get through. And from there, you're going to learn how to deal with all the rest. The most important thing is to get it into your core that you are not going to lose. If you get knocked down, you get back up. You are unconquerable. And even if they do knock you down and you can't get up, well, you're going to try, but you're still not beat. They aren't defeating what's inside of you. Number 13. Victory depends on your ability to distinguish vulnerable points from invulnerable points. Man, this sounds like army doctrine. It's awesome. (laughs) In warfare, combat, and life, there are things that you can change, that you can influence and infiltrate, but there are also things that you can't. Those things that you can't and those things that you can, you need to know the difference. You need to learn to realize that there comes a time that you need to stop watering that dead plant. Think about how many things have happened in your life that you cling to. Oh, she broke up with me. Oh, poor me, poor me. Oh, I didn't get this. Oh, I wish I had that job. Oh, (laughs) and it goes on and on and on and on. And we cling to it. We keep watering that dead plant and we enjoy the suffering. There are some things that you can change and some things you cannot. Learn to know the difference. Number 14. The battle unfolds according to how you move guarded and unguarded. There is a science and a dance to combat. If you've ever watched your instructor, you'll know that. It's like it's effortless and they somehow know where to go. You need to learn to let your opponent give you what will make them give up or tap. It's very difficult and almost pointless to try to force something. In the martial arts and life, this is true. Do you want to be with someone because you force them to be with you? Do you want to win so much that you're going to try to break through defenses that can't be broken? We all need to learn to see what is really there and what is really happening. We need to find the way. Number 15. Think of your hands and feet as swords. You are a weapon if you make yourself into one. You can be a force to be reckoned with. And this takes a fierce spirit, a strong mind, and a very fit body. It requires research, development, maintenance, effort, zeal, and a whole lot more. And you have to be diligent with it. You have to keep at it. Because your hands and feet can be swords, but they can also be big clumps of fatty clay. (laughs) The choice is yours.
Number 16. Whenever you leave home, envision numerous opponents waiting for you. We need to understand what it is that we're training for. And don't train in a way or a method or a manner or for that matter, a style that makes no sense for the street. Why do you put yourself at risk out on the street? Do you walk down dark alleyways? Do you keep your head in your phone when you walk? Expect the worst things that can happen. Train yourself to be better. Always ask yourself how what you learn on the mats can be used in your life and then do it. Do it. If you know that you shouldn't smoke because you know that your training is all about being as healthy as you possibly can, then stop smoking. (laughs) Because guess what is an enemy? All of that. Number 17. Beginners must master low stances and posture. Natural body positions are for the advanced. This is cool. Basics are key, and with time, these basics will become natural. And in the same way, your training will develop in you, personally, your own art. It doesn't matter what you train in. It doesn't matter if your instructor is telling you otherwise, that you have to be a cardboard cutout of them. Heck, I had one teacher at one point in time tell me that the martial art we train in can never change... And we have to emulate each other because this art came from God. (laughs) Well, it's probably true, but I'm pretty sure that we can always change. We can always become better. We can always develop. You yourself will become your own system. With time. It will become something natural and something that works for you specifically. And the other thing is that that will change probably every 10 years because you will change whether you like it or not. Just keep looking in that mirror long enough. 18. Practicing kata is one thing. Engaging in a real fight is another. Never forget that drills and patterns and fundamental exercise is one thing, but real combat, it's going to be much different. You need to prepare yourself as much as possible for what is real, for what will be chaos, for what will be completely different from what you were used to. You might be the best at grappling, but what happens when a knife is introduced? Train to have an open mind that becomes more competent with all possibilities. And more than anything, do not allow yourself to become delusional. You might be super awesome Kali practitioner, but do not believe yourself to be any good in real fighting with daggers and swords. Because I can guarantee you a live blade is going to change everything you thought you knew. Number 19. Do not forget to correctly learn the strengths and weaknesses of power, the stretching and contraction of the body, and the slowness and speed of techniques. When we train, we need to look at everything we do. 
We need to look at the difference between every aspect of combat. We need to understand how to train. We need to know when to slow down. We need to know the truth about our body's abilities. And training will naturally show us different ways to train. And we should always be creative and always be open to anything that will make us better. Anything. We need to learn the difference between thinking we know something and knowing something truly. And the last one, number 20. Devise ways to live the precepts every day. Man, this is so important. To see your training really make a difference, you need to find ways to make it a dough, a way, a way of life. Dough is an important aspect of the martial arts. In Chinese, that's when they call it the Tao. In Japanese, it's the dough, the way. And that is what this podcast is all about. The way. We need to integrate our training into who we are at our core. You do this and you'll understand why you can't take a break from it. You'll understand just how important the training is. You'll see the training you do in every single thing you do in your life. And you will realize you are either passing that test that comes up at that moment or failing it. And guess what? The awesome thing about life is you get to try it again. And this is key. When I'm sitting here right now doing this podcast, this is training. When I'm walking down the street, it's training. And the question is, how does everything I do become training? Well, that's why we do this podcast. With time and effort and open-mindedness and diligence, you will see it. And then everything will start to change. And you'll understand how lost you would be without your training, without your teacher, without your school, without your training partners. How lost you'd be. Live the precepts every day and in every way. Start now. So there you have it. Man, brilliant words by a true master of the martial arts. Um, The thing is, though, you know what? The work is up to you to do, or all these things are, are words. And that's it. And words on the surface, they don't really necessarily mean much. I think I'm going to just read these 20 things over one last time because I think it's worth it. So listen up. (laughs) It's going to be quick. Karate begins and ends with courtesy. In karate, there is no first attack. Karate is an aid to justice. Control yourself before you attempt to control others. Spirit first, technique second. Always be ready to release your mind. Accidents arise from negligence. 
Do not think that karate training occurs only in the dojo. It takes an entire lifetime to learn karate. Put your everyday living into karate and you will find the secret. Karate is like boiling water. If you do not heat it constantly, it will cool. Don't think about winning. Think about not losing. Victory depends on your ability to distinguish vulnerable vulnerable points from invulnerable points. The battle unfolds according to how you move guarded and unguarded. Think of your hands and feet as swords. Whenever you leave home, envision numerous opponents waiting for you. Beginners must master low stances and posture. Natural body positions are for the advanced. Practicing kata is one thing. Engaging in a real fight is another. Do not forget to correctly learn the strengths and weaknesses of power, the stretching and contraction of the body, and the slowness and speed of techniques. And devise ways to live the precepts every day. So there you have it. The 20 awesome things to think about. Well, that's not what he called it, but he should have. (laughs) By Gichin Funakoshi Sensei. Awesome stuff. Take it into heart. Think about it. You know what? Take one of those 20 things every day and make that one thing every day to be kind of like what you are carrying with you through that day. How you can implement that into your training. How your training begins and ends with courtesy. What does that mean to you? How in there that your training is an aid to justice? How are accidents caused by negligence? And so on. Make it like your little Zen koan, and you're going to break through it. And if you haven't looked into Gichin Funakoshi, get on it. That guy is one, or was, one cool dude. (laughs) he was a great sensei and i think he was truly he was a genius and definitely cool all right so moving on the question of the day i'm struggling in my life right now and everything seems against me how do i get through this well that's a Heavy question that most of us go through, to be honest. And first of all, you should know that you're not alone. We all struggle. Some of us struggle for days. Some of us struggle for weeks. Some of us struggle for months. And for some of us, it seems to last and last. The thing to keep in mind is that, first off, Good times and bad times, they both come and go. You need to understand this. Nothing will be bad forever. Just as nothing will be good forever. That's a very important thing to understand in this life. 
The next thing is never be ashamed to go and find someone to help. We all sometimes need to talk to someone who can understand what we're going through and help us. There's times in life that you want to embrace the suck, as I put it. There are other times when you need to understand that there's no embracing the suck. I need to talk to somebody. I can't get through this on my own. And in the end, what that person is going to do, to be honest with you, is they will help you get through it on your own. But sometimes you need help. So get it. That is not weakness. That is strength. Knowing that you need help, that's strength. That's like knowing that you needed to start training in the martial arts. That took guts. Walking through that door and starting, that took bravery. That took courage. And if you need help, there are a lot of people out there that will help you. So if you're listening to this right now and you feel like everything is against you and life sucks and there's not going to be any light in this darkness, go on the internet. I can guarantee there are probably free services in your community and good people that will help you. So if you're having a hard time, reach out and get help. Got it? And then the next thing is never underestimate how important your training is for helping you to get through the hard times. I know this personally, that your training, it can be like therapy that works on us in more ways than one. And you will train hard and you will feel so much better as a result. And you want to keep at that training. And things will improve. Guarantee it. So talk to your teacher. Let them know what's going on. Talk to your training partners. But get on the mats every day. Especially when things don't feel so great. Especially when you're having hard times. Especially when everything seems to be stopping you from training. Get on the mats and train and talk to your friends about it, about whatever it is. Don't tell yourself, well, I'm going through, I don't know, what could it be? I'm going through divorce and it is so terrible and I just don't feel like getting off the couch. I don't feel like training. I don't feel like anything. Well, you know what? That's even more reason to get in there and train. Well, I lost my job. Well, first of all, find another job. (laughs) And then the other thing is, yeah, guess what? Get in there and train. I can guarantee you that if something has happened and you've been training for any period of time and life throws you a curveball and maybe you lost your job and you don't think you can afford to train, if you go to your teacher and explain the situation and you just need a bit of a break, I bet you they will help you to keep training. Maybe you'll be cleaning toilets. Maybe you'll be scrubbing the mats extra. Maybe you'll be whatever. I can guarantee you that they will help you out. And if they don't, well, you probably aren't training in the right place. (laughs) I know I would. So if you're having hard times, 
like I said, talk to people, find a professional who can help you. Do not be embarrassed. We all go through things in this life. Nobody's going to leave this life unscathed. Things will happen. That's just how it goes. Your training is going to make you strong and resilient and able to deal with all of that. But you have to have trust in it. You have to have faith and you have to keep at it. Okay, so there you go. So I think we'll end it there. Um, If you are getting anything out of these podcasts, and I just noticed that, like I said at the beginning, this is number 40. Holy smokes, I talk a lot. Um, If you've enjoyed these podcasts to help celebrate the podcast 40th birthday, give it a little present by going on Apple Podcasts and giving it uh, a bit of a review. Just write a few words and submit it. And I know you were thinking about it last week and you put it off. This is me guilt tripping you. Do it now. The thing's free, man. (laughs) Um, It helps out. Because the way it works is it helps in the ranking, right? So if you think you are getting something out of this, just think there's other people out there that maybe haven't found it yet. And they will find it as you plug it. So give it some five stars. Give it a review. Talk it up to your training partners, your teacher, your school, your people at the water cooler, guy at the bus station, um, wherever. Spread the word. Um, The other thing is that we have a Facebook page. Search it out and join it. Um, You could also, it's a Warrior's Way podcast Facebook page, just do a little search and you'll find it. Um, I also post things through my Academy Facebook page, um, which is the Eek Academy of Martial Arts in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia in Canada. Um, so check that out. You can find uh, us on Instagram. It's not under Warrior's Way. It is under the Eek Academy, but I post stuff for both things on that instead of trying to be some kind of social media mogul Uh, believe me i'm not (laughs) Um, but anyways find that on instagram you can just do one of those hashtag searches i'm sure and you can find myself um, the academy and all of that and then follow us Um, on the facebook page you can send me your question ideas you can let me know what you think you can do whatever just be nice man um, and we have a website out there. I posted a bunch of stuff on that. And the last thing is if you like all of this cool stuff that we talk about, guess what? I've written a couple books on that stuff. There's The Warrior's Way, A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts. That's available on Amazon as a actual book with pages. Or you can get the ebook on Amazon or Kindle, uh, or you can get it on Kobo as well for those of you that have a Kobo. And I think that is it. So for those of you that have been listening all this time, thank you so very much. 40 podcasts. Man, I didn't think I knew that much about martial arts. (laughs) Uh, I think that you train for almost 40 years in this stuff and you pick some stuff along the way. Um, 
I can't wait till it's 40 more. 80 of them. Holy smokes. What did I get myself into? Um, but like I said, I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you guys. I keep an eye on how much the things get listened to. And it's always nice to see that there's somebody out there listening. You obviously are people that care about your training and hopefully care about the world around you. Um, you're people that are trying to cultivate the right things and you're thinking and you're doing and hopefully this podcast is helping you think and helping you do um and i think that is my purpose so without more get yourselves out there and train try to figure out what all this martial arts stuff means to you be gracious be kind be courteous, be good, and do some good in this world. So until I talk to you again, get out there and train hard, people. Have some fun, and be a good friend. Thanks.